China's coronavirus lockdown is lifting, so we're catching up with the expats in Ningbo, near Shanghai, to see what they've been up to and how they've survived. Well, good evening to our viewers again. Tonight with us on The Green Code, we have Gabriel. Hi, everyone. So, Gabriel, just like most of the people that have come in this channel, you've been in China for quite a while now, right? Yeah, about three years and a half in Ningbo. All right, so I'm guessing you spent the uh, entire Spring Festival and COVID lockdown <laughs> that we had at the beginning of the year over here, right? Yeah, pretty much like everyone, yes. All right, so since we've all been stuck, we're just curious to know, how did you spend all that time and how did it turn out for you? Well, it turned out I was quite lucky because I was in the Philippines for Chinese New Year, but we came back exactly on January 25th, the day that the lockdown started. So uh, I was with my girlfriend and then uh, we were the only ones in the train. Uh, it was quite, of course it was Chinese New Year, but also there was like a kind of weird vibe. Everybody was asking you to wear a mask. We didn't have any. So that was a, a nice start for the after vacation. <laughs> and uh, well, afterwards during the lockdown, um, well, basically a lot of uh, PlayStation, a lot of Netflix, um, but also kind of a lot of work because um, uh, we have our own company and uh, we're helping uh, Canadian companies to, to manage their operations in China. So while China was on lockdown, Southeast Asia was not on lockdown. So I was basically searching for alternative to China in Southeast Asia. So I was doing a lot of scouting for suppliers there, getting in touch with all the um, trade commissioners for Canada, helping, uh, helping me to find some suppliers in the different fields that we manage. So I managed to, to, to be quite busy during that lockdown uh, because of course I can work from home. Mm -hmm. So it uh, makes uh, things a little bit easier. But uh, yeah, aside from that, uh, the most difficult part was maybe not, not training at all. So trying to do some stretching, uh, like uh, inventing some exercise you can do at home. But um, well, yeah. It's, uh... I know sometimes the floors in your apartments are not good for dumbbells, eh? Nope. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> So you seem to have uh, gotten back your shape though since we've uh, opened oh, up since then, eh? Well, yeah, four months now, uh, gyms have been open, so perfect. Yep, yep, back in shape. Yeah, so it's definitely been a while. So that's one of the things though. Have you like noticed any big differences in Ningbo like from before and now after the lockdown? Well, right now I can say that it's basically like it was before. Like I said to my friends in Canada, you would, you would be dropped in Ningbo now. And aside from the train station or the airport, you would feel that, yeah, not much has happened here, you know, well, more people wear masks inside. And of course, you have your green code on your phone that uh, everywhere you go, you're, you're kind of tracked. But aside from this, I was kind of hoping that it would change, like you go in the gym and then uh, I see some people still not bringing towels, still not, the hygiene has not uh, improved at all. I'm a bit disappointed uh, uh, because of this, because I thought, yeah, people would like change their behavior, be a little more uh, conscious, but yeah, it doesn't change. Uh, still wearing flip-flops or even bare feet in the gym. So I'm like, yeah, okay. But so basically, yeah, now I can say that it doesn't change much here. It seems to be pretty much the same. Old. There's a few things, but I think pretty much the same. Yeah. Especially yeah. Ningbo. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody has any experiences yeah. otherwhere places in China, you can leave some comments below and let us know how you're feeling with that. 
But um, so you said you've been here for three and a half years now. So yeah. what brought you to Ningbo in the first place, and what's making you stay? Uh, job. Uh, I was uh, was working and still working for the same company uh, called uh, PBSC, and not a lot of people know them, but they're the biggest bike sharing uh, company in the world. They're based in Montreal, so they have the system in in Montreal, of course, in Toronto, uh, a few in the uh, in the U.S., also Europe, Middle East. And uh, basically uh, brought all their production to Ningbo. So uh, I found a, f- a diecast foundry here, uh, also sheet metals. So I brought everything was made in Canada. So of course they were not very competitive compared to uh, their competitors who were already making stuff in Asia. So I decided to bring their suppliers here. So at first um, it was for six months. So I said, okay, go go and try for six months and uh, see uh, how you like it and how we like it also, you know, <laughs> if there's a use for you. So uh, after six months, came back to Montreal for a few weeks. I said, ah, we, we want to do another six months with you. Still have some things to develop. It, it's nice to have our eyes and ears in China to know what's going on. So I went back and while I was doing my second six months, another company from Canada uh, was trying to, to, to build a joint venture here in the automotive sector. So they asked me, well, since you're already in Ningbo and we kind of have a big supplier in Ningbo, would you also be interested in being our eyes and ears and kind of manage the relationship we have with the supplier here? And I said, okay, of course. So there became, you know, they became my second client. So I opened like a consultancy in Montreal at first, working only for these two companies. And then last year, uh, we opened with two partners, two Canadian partners, another guy based in China like me and another guy based in Montreal. And uh, we basically uh, opened our own company, one based in Montreal and a division based in Ningbo. So now we have our own company in Ningbo and we're managing operations now for Canadian companies for about five, five or six companies now. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically... Uh, what makes me stay here is that, yeah, I have my setup, I have my company now, uh, everything's going great. There's a huge demand, uh, especially now with the borders closed, uh, Canadian companies, uh, they don't know what's going on with their suppliers. So basically, we signed the majority of our clients during the COVID. Oh, nice. Because they say, you know, we cannot send any people there. We don't know what's going on. We have problems with factories, but uh, communication is bad. So, uh, yeah, there you go. So, uh, yeah. Uh, this is really like good. you got your work cut out for you. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, it's been good for me. Yeah, yeah. All right. So one of the things that some people are wondering, since you've probably done some traveling in China, mm. what's your feelings about Ningbo compared to some of the other cities you've been to? Uh, Ningbo is quiet. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's quiet. It's cheaper. Because <laughs> for me, I, I like the big cities. You know, the people who know me, they, they know like uh, about every two weekend in summer I go spend the weekend in Shanghai because you know for me it's more interesting more people there beer scene is better oh, definitely so uh, for me when I say to people in Shanghai I say yeah but uh, you know the cost of life in Ningbo is cheaper I said yeah renting is cheaper but beer and western food is way cheaper in Shanghai so <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh, okay yeah maybe it's a supply and demand so uh, no so Ningbo compared to the other cities yeah of course less crowded but yeah, the adventure is that, yeah, it's way cheaper for rent. It's way cheaper to set up a company. Mm. Like, for example, uh, we, we had a choice to set up a company in uh, in different areas. You can set up a company anywhere. But, you know, you choose Ningbo because of the cost. So for no lot of money, you can have your own setup here. An office doesn't cost that much. Uh, rent doesn't cost that much. If you were in Shanghai, everything is like triple, quadruple the price. 
So for this, Ningbo is is quite alright, and you still get you still get the feeling of of China in Ningbo though, because compared to other cities, not a whole lot of foreigners. Uh, English, yeah, um, more and more people speak English, but you still have you know the Chinese vibe here compared to all the the, the, the big cities. Uh, so you you kind of forced to you don't you don't have a choice to learn a bit of Chinese here versus uh, Shanghai or Guangzhou or Shenzhen where people they, they don't really care they don't they don't push themselves to to learn anything because you can get by everywhere pretty much in English so for that I, I like the, the 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 really Chinese vibe about Ningbo so all right so I'm guessing you got some future plans for the city oh yeah well, of course well being established here and the, the company here oh, of course uh, of course. Well, in that case, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the future for you. Yeah. Wishing you all the luck. Thanks. And uh, I don't know if you have any last words to say to our listeners. Uh, well, you know, during this period, what I say to my my friends in Canada during the COVID, uh, they're all, it's a mess back home. And I say, well, you know, if you would just adopt like the way the Chinese are doing here, you know, measuring the temperatures, uh, being a little more, um, uh, maybe not conscious, but... Uh, aware. Yeah, yeah, more aware, exactly. Uh, because, yeah, back home they say, oh, oh, uh, we need to go somewhere, but we need to leave our name, but it's it's privacy, you know? We, we should not uh, divulge this information. And I'm like, yeah, but you, you, you tell half of your life on Facebook, and then you mind, uh, you know, leaving your name and your phone number, you know? So, yeah, <laughs> so I always tell people about the, this little code that Chinese are more advanced, uh, technologically more advanced to track exactly what's happening now. So for me, I'm not going back home for a while, not because the borders are still closed, but because, you know, and like we said in the interview at the beginning, um, not much has changed because it has been controlled uh, in a certain way that we could not do back home or they don't want to do back home. So, um, yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, thanks to all our listeners for being here tonight. Thanks, Gabrielle, for sharing all of that with us. Thanks for having me. Wish you all the best. Thanks. And if you guys like what you heard, don't forget to like and subscribe below. And we'll see you next week with some more great stories. Bye. Well, that was another interesting story. If you've liked what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe so you can get more great interviews next week. See you soon.